1220 is definitely one for the books. And I want to give you a little update. Welcome to No Sanity Required from the Ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a podcast about the Bible, culture, and stories from around the globe. So when we went into this summer, this this is uh, we did a midsummer update, and 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 at that point it was just absolutely a miracle that we were operating. So if you go back to episode number, I believe it's episode number thirty seven. Uh, we we gave an update on the summer, and going into this summer, really it was it was just a crazy season for everybody with the with the COVID uh, situation and particularly in America. And then there were churches that wanted to come. There were churches that there's no way they were coming. There were churches that wanted to come but needed to be convinced that it was going to be safe. And of course, you can't you can't make a hundred percent guarantee that people aren't going to be you know, aren't going to be exposed or get sick when they come to camp. And interestingly enough, pretty much every summer we have, we have kids that'll, I mean, there, you got, you know, five, 600 people in one location each week. Somebody's going to pass the cold off or remember there was one summer we had the flu go through. I remember back in 2000, what was it? 10 or 11 with the swine flu. Uh, I remember, we had a lot of staff get sick that summer. And then after the fact, looking back, we're like, ah, I think maybe that's what went through. But so it's, it's, it's crazy uh, to think that you can manage something like that. But at the same time, there, there are, we were given these guidelines to operate this summer and they were actually very effective. And so a lot of what was put in place in how we could operate in light of COVID, we're going to keep those, those things in place moving forward. Like, so for instance, we had to put all of our groups into what this, the North Carolina department of health and human services re- referred to as cohorts. A cohort is a, an individual group. So let's say a church that, that brings 30 students, that church would be considered a cohort. Now let's say you've got a church with eight and a church with 10, we would put those two churches together and they would make up one cohort. And so what a a cohort let me let me talk a little bit about what what that meant for the, the people within that cohort within the cohort they were considered somewhat like a family group so they did not have to wear masks when they were interacting within that cohort within each other you know just around each other but they had to be socially distanced from all other cohorts and so at meal times we kept groups separated in worship times we kept groups separated we talked in the last episode, I think, about how we, you know, we rented this large facility so that rather than squeezing everybody into our 500 seat auditorium, we had a 2,000 seat auditorium we could put 500 people in, and uh, and that worked great. So we're well under 50 percent capacity. We could space cohorts out. We and and it worked great, and uh, and we saw an incredible move of the Lord this summer. Going into the summer. We kept talking about how I really feel like Snowbird has an opportunity to be a city on a hill, to to really shine hope and encouragement to people at a time when a lot of people are down, a lot of people are discouraged. Right at the beginning of summer is when the George Floyd incident happened. Um, also when, right at the beginning of summer is when, as a result of that, the rioting started happening. And that was at a time when people are already worn down and and sort of emotionally and I guess psychologically and mentally just tired from 
uh, the you know the the quarantine, so-called quarantine, the lockdown, whatever you know, however you want to refer to that. I have a hard time calling it a quarantine. Quarantine is when you take sick people and and lock them down. This was everybody was having to be locked down. It's just a bizarre time. And then you have these riots um, over over the the murder of this man. Um, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy time in our country. So we felt like, hey. Now, more than ever, we need to fight for the opportunity to be able to do ministry. And so we did, and we did that in cooperation with the health department in our county, county health department, and as well as North Carolina, you know, the state department of health and human services. So we were able to get open, get open safely. Uh, we, our first week of operation would have been our fourth, what would have been our fourth week uh, we got open. We ran at about 50% the first couple of weeks, and then we incrementally increased. And what was amazing, let me give you some numbers here. We had we had just over 5,000 people on the books, which is a normal full summer for us, uh, which we want to expand those numbers, Lord willing. In the future, we'll be able to do that. But 5,000 people on the books to come to SWO 20, to Snowbird Outfitters Youth Camp for the summer. We had... Uh, a final number of 3,500 that came through. So that's essentially the three weeks we lost at 500 a week, which is about normal. So uh, 5,000 originally booked, 3,500 actually came through. Now, that 3,500 number uh, included 15 new churches were able to get in because of churches that dropped and fell out. So so 5,000 original, I think we actually dropped down to probably something around 3,000, maybe, maybe 2,800. So we lost less than half, but, uh, but maybe between 30 and 40% that, uh, probably 40% that, uh, that, that were originally booked that then didn't come to camp. But what that did is every year, a lot of you guys know, for our summer camps, we have a huge waiting list. We have people trying to get in. They just can't get in because we allow our our current groups, we allow them an early bird registration for the next summer. And so they're able to get their spots. So so usually when we, when we go to open registration for our summer camp, we do that in the fall, in the previous fall. So like next month in September, it'll be this month by the time this drops. So in the month of September, we will open for SWO 21, and we allow all of our previous – uh, groups to book early. So usually we're well over halfway booked when we go to open enrollment. So this year, 15 new churches were able to get in for various number of reasons. One was they've all, it, some of these churches were churches that wanted in, but there was just no space for them. This opened the door for them to get in several churches who their camp closed. And so as a result, they looked for a camp that was open. Snowbird was open. And so they got in. So we ended up running at, 5,000 down to 3,500, you do the math, but what is that? Like uh, 60, 70%, 70%. So we ran right at 70% for the summer, which is incredible, especially considering three weeks were closed. So uh, we basically ran uh, at full capacity for several weeks. And I want to tell you, I, I, we saw so many students pray to receive Christ, confess Jesus as Lord, saw more than I remember in recent years, just an incredible outpouring of God's Spirit. And we, we, uh, we kicked off the week, the teaching focus of the summer was the drama of doctrine, and we kicked off the week talking about the sovereignty of God. And we're going to be doing some podcasts on the different sermon topics and passages and things like that, but um, 
we we looked at the sovereignty of God. Where is God when craziness is going on in the world and when crazy things are happening? And it just seemed to resonate with students. Their hearts were open to that, and they were asking those questions already. And that's how we started our week off on Monday nights and just saw God move in a powerful way. Saw a lot of kids come through, a lot of kids um, just, you know, really get serious about their walk with Jesus, and it was awesome. So praise the Lord for that. Um now, I wanted to address, a lot of people know that our final week, we added a 12th week. This is so crazy. So we ran 11 weeks clean. We added a 12th week and had some churches that, that were able to get in because we ran that 12th week. We had a lot of churches from those first three weeks that moved to later weeks. Uh, like a, weeks 10 and 11 were slammed full of churches that had been booked for weeks one, two, and three. So that was neat. But we opened up a 12th week and had some churches that were able to get in that wouldn't have gotten in otherwise. Also had one church that is a, a great partner church. They they voluntarily moved to week 12 so that someone could get their spots earlier in the summer. Um, so we ran a week 12, but we ran it at like 30% capacity, um, 30 to 35% capacity, real small week. And in that week, we had some people – uh, test positive for COVID. So we, we put our action plan in place. We had two staff members that tested positive. We don't know where they got that, where, how they got exposed, but we locked them down, turned into five people positive. We locked everybody down and we ended up having essentially having all of our staff tested. And I think we ended up with 25 positives. The majority of those positives were asymptomatic. So only a, a small handful of people that showed legitimate symptoms and, uh, I want, you know, we, we've, we've done a couple of, uh, interviews for media outlets for that. And, and the bottom line is the plan worked. We made it through the summer. We didn't have any cases until the final week. When we did have those cases, we locked things down and we isolated those people and we contained it. And so, uh, if anything, I, I, I met with some school leaders, um, some, some educators and administration, and, and a couple of school systems to, they wanted to know how we did what we did and how we pulled it off and just walked them through our plan. And to be honest, the guidance came from the state department of health and human services and from the County. And we just followed their guidelines and it worked. So really grateful for that. Um, those people that did, uh, end up testing positive are all fully recovered and back to work. Now we did the quarantine mandatory stuff. Um, and we're rolling. We are rolling. We've got uh, we've got some activity coming up this fall. Three weekends, three or four weekends of fall retreats. Uh, we have our men's conference, women's conference, and we're excited about that. Everything's everything's running uh, under the same guidelines we operated under for the summer, and just just praising the Lord for His faithfulness. Um, he, he kept us kept us rolling and gave us favor, and it was awesome. And so, thank you all for those of you that prayed and followed us and kept up with it, we, we kept a low profile on social media just because we didn't want people seeing things that they didn't understand and have context for. And like, why are these people having a worship service? And they couldn't tell that we had folks distanced and maybe not be able to tell that uh, th they don't understand the, the guidelines we were given. So we're given on May 20th or May 22nd. I don't remember now we were given operating guidelines. Those were modified late July. Um, but so we just worked within those guidelines and, uh, worked real closely with the county health and, and, and human services folks and I just can't can't thank the Lord enough and brag on him enough for what he did. So I thought uh, to end this 
update episode as we're getting the I'm excited to be back in the saddle the the podcast has been sort of spaced out and sparse the last few weeks and so we're going to be back on track here and 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 putting out new content new material we've already got a a stall full of new material that's just ready to be dropped. It's already been edited and it's ready to roll out, so we're going to start rolling that stuff out this week. But I thought, what better way to to end our Slow 20 update and our back-to-school um, encouragement by bringing in everybody's favorite daily dose of Mo. So let me welcome Moses Dorsey Holloway to the microphone. It's me again, Moses Holloway. Check, check. Check, check. All right, Moses. I got a couple questions for you. Now that camp's over, how was your summer? Good. Talk right up into the microphone there. I said good. <laughs> keep your mouth real keep your mouth real close to it. So good summer. What was your favorite thing about the summer? Because it was a little different. It wasn't like a little bit different as far as going to camp. Why was it different this year? Because of what? The Corona Wee Wee. The Corona Wee Wee. So, so it looked a little different, but what was your favorite part of the whole summer? Going up to the pool. Yeah, you and like. And to paintball. The pool and paintball is your two favorite things, ain't they? And the climbing tower. And you like to hang out at the climbing tower. So, was there anything new or like a favorite thing you remember from the summer? Yeah. What was it? An adventure or a new story or something that happened? Um, it is Ronnie Mason's store. Oh, going to Ronnie Mason's store. Well, people don't know about Ronnie Mason's store. That's not about Snowbird, but what is Ronnie Mason's store? What kind of store is that? It's just a store. And he has fishing supplies and the guns and hunting stuff and candy and drinks. It's like a little general store. And a cat and a dog. And he's got a cat and a dog. We like We go there and you like to play with his cat and dog, don't you? Yeah, like that's a. Out. It's called Mason Sporting Goods. It's a little general store right up the road here, and a bunch of old timers hang out in there. And in the winter, they sit around the wood stove. And uh, anyway, Mo likes to go in there and get a a drink and a yeah. and a candy bar, a pack of nabs or something, and hang out. You like to hang out in there, don't you? Those I like are, to play with the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that dog's name? A wiener dog. A wiener dog, but what's his name? Buck. His name ain't Buck. His name's isn't his name Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And then one named Cy. Yeah, but it ran away. Oh, Rusty ran away, and the other one's named Cy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think about back to school? A little different, but okay. Like, how's it different? What are y'all doing at school? We just sit separate in one seat, one other seat, like that. And then when the other people come, when we're not there, they sit in a different seat. Yep, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you've got, there's only just a few people in the class, and you only go on Monday and Tuesdays, right? So you yeah. yeah, two days a week, and the other three days you do school how? No, five days. Okay, it's five days, but you go to the school two days. And then the other three days, where do you do school? At home. Yep, on a, like on the computer or on the tablet or something. It's my new tablet. Yeah. 
What do you like better, going to school or doing it at home? Doing it at home. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, I think I think Mama likes it pretty good when you go to school. I mean, Daddy. <laughs> uh, she likes having you here. She loves having you here, actually. She told me she does. You're a pretty good fella. You're a pretty good boy. How old are you? Seven. Still seven. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything to say to everybody before we get off of here? I love you. All right. That sounds good. Bye. The Daily Dose of Mo. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to No Sanity Required. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps. Visit us at SWOutfitters.com to see all of our programming and resources. And we'll see you next week on No Sanity Required.